Well, hey there, this is Wesley Smith, your host of the podcast, Tree Service Marketing Profits. And we're back today with another episode. On this podcast, we interview experts in the tree service and tree care industry, as well as have pertinent uh, tree service marketing tips and tricks and techniques that you can implement in your business. So if you're watching this as a replay on YouTube, or if you're on the podcast, subscribe uh, subscribe, and like your, your favorite podcast player or on all the major podcasts, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, uh, all the major ones. And if you're on YouTube, like and subscribe to our channel. We've got many more expert interviews uh, already lined up and scheduled for December. So I think you're going to like some of the content coming out. Plus, we're doing our 2023 marketing plan webinar coming up next Friday. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of that for digital marketing. Uh, but today we've got a very special guest. Um, we met actually at the TCI Expo a couple of weeks ago in Charlotte. And he does counting, bookkeeping, business solutions. And I'll let him tell the story. But we have Joe Minnick with Ridgeline Business Solutions on with us today. Joe, welcome aboard, man. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks, Wes. Thanks for having me. No problem, man. Um, Thanks for being on. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a CPA. I'm based out of uh, State College, Pennsylvania. And my company, Ridgeline Business Solutions, uh, is just a little over a year old now. And uh, we provide all sorts of really the spectrum of accounting uh, services that covers everything from uh, you hit on a couple of the basics, the bookkeeping and the accounting and taxes. But um, what we really focus on is, is going beyond that and providing that additional value with our advisory services, um, consulting. Um, some call it kind of the virtual CFO, outsourced CFO space is uh, not a term I prefer for it, but it, it it's parallel to what we do. Um, so we just kind of work with each particular company, uh, go into it very open-ended and, and just listen to what they need and uh, kind of scope out the work to, to figure out what they what they want. Awesome. And, and ultimately, you know, the end of the the end of the day, the goal is after tax cash flow, just, you know, just getting your books in a good place to where you're bringing home more money. Hey, everybody's interested in that, Joe. So that's that's something everybody's going to like. Right. Um, so oh, you yeah. actually so you have a background kind of reading into the about us part of your website and kind of the background history. So you kind of worked and did this for a long time and then decided to what right after COVID kind of start your own company and, and really bring in, and bring that solution and those services to the tree care space. Well, yeah. So I, I came out of a um, about a decade long career in public accounting, kind of, you know, how a lot of accountants uh, start their start their career path and worked my way up there and i left in uh, march and i worked with home inspectors in a similar capacity uh, for someone else for about uh, just shy of two years pretty much during like the covid real estate boom and um, just as kind of the, the real estate was falling off and our company was kind of at a crossroads uh, it was a, it was a startup also it was um, kind of had some stuff going on but um, I decided to go out on my own and uh, pick tree care as my as my niche just because it's uh, really kind of aligns with uh, my hobbies and just some stuff growing up. And I just love working with like blue collar people, you know, so that's how I found this space and I'm excited to get into it. That's great, man. That's great. Thanks for sharing. Yeah, it's it's kind of like everybody has a backstory on what they did before they started their business and kind of that that why they started it and what kind of triggered them or propelled them to start it. You know, same with me. I mean, I, I used to do corporate sales and, you know, B2B sales and stuff like that. Went out on my own and had another business, real estate investing business. And my mom and I still have that business, but we're basically just managing properties at this point. And then, you know, kind of pivoted into digital marketing because I loved it. 
I love making the phone ring. I love doing ads and SEO and all that stuff. And so we, I started a, a general digital marketing agency uh, where we worked with pretty much any type of business. And then we pivoted to just tree service companies about four years ago, kind of like what you're talking about. And it just, it helps when you know the industry and the business in and out through and through and not having to, you know, reinvent the wheel every time you get a new customer, right? In a different niche or a different industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's good, man. That's kind of, kind of similar type thing there. And so I'm sure everybody's going to like to hear about the, uh, you know, bottom line numbers. You can, if you can beef those up a little bit with certain tactics and techniques with, with your services. So I guess the tree service companies that are watching this or, or listening to it on the podcast later, um, you know, if you're working with a local accountant, you know, back in the day, it was kind of more of a, you know, you work with a local accountant or a local bookkeeper, but that does not have to be the case today. Everything is more digital, more, more virtual type thing. So I guess, you know, if you're, if you're working with an accountant, a bookkeeper, and you're not getting that great of results, or you don't feel like you are, uh, Joe's in the industry. He's in the niche of tree service, tree care, has some experience with current clients already. So he kind of knows how to do all of that stuff for your business. So I guess, you know, if you're, if you're having that issue or you want to talk to somebody else, Joe can kind of step in and help you. What's kind of like the starting steps, Joe, that you guys get into when you first start talking with a new client? Um, it's really just kind of, you know, as far as like the pre-sale discovery stuff, just figuring out what their needs are, where they're at um, in their business, people-wise, equipment-wise, um, what their struggles are, what what problems they're looking to solve, um, and, and really going from there and then just um, figuring out how to attack it, right? Yeah. And do you have like a certain threshold of revenue for a tree service business that you would start with or would pretty much anybody you can help? Um. Basically, like anyone that, you know, once you build up to the point where you have a crew or two and you're in, you're in kind of growth mode, um, you know, the guy with a, a truck uh, and a chainsaw is not really my not really my thing. But um, anyone, you know, looking to scale up and, and grow pretty much. Awesome. OK, cool. Yeah, this is one of the things I know that, you know, in, in my business has made a big impact, just hiring the right type of, you know, accountant bookkeeper for my type of business. So. If you're a tree service company and you don't feel like you're getting that representation with who you're working with now, it would make sense to at least interview with Joe and kind of just see what he can do for your company and how he could do that. So I guess if the company is a little bit bigger, um, a little larger, and they need that that term virtual CFO that, that maybe um, you were talking about before. So that's more of like a whole solution where you're doing the accounting, the bookkeeping, and then also helping with more of like the consulting and stuff coming up. Right. Yeah, that space. So that's probably your tree, uh, tree care companies and the 500 to like up to even four or five million space um, is really the sweet spot for that, where you get to the point where, you know, you have a lot of equipment, you have several crews out in the field and you have to start figuring out, you know, you're doing different services. What are your what services are making money, which are not, you know, do you have loss leaders? Are you buying too much work? Um, that's where the advisory piece really starts to starts to flow. And that'll help them kind of long-term plan for taxes in the upcoming year, this year, and things like that. Things to look forward to, things to look look for, I guess, in their business to kind of know to bring it to your attention maybe, right? Yeah, it, it at that point moves much more into like a strategic discussion a lot of the times, whereas, you know, with the smaller companies, they pretty much have a handle on on the operations and everything that's going on. And it's just sort of, you know, taxes and, and sort of historical based versus uh, strategic. 
Cool. Yeah, I know a lot of people, man, they don't like to look at the numbers. You know, some business owners in the blue collar space, they don't sometimes want to look at the numbers. But I, I can tell you with without a shadow of a doubt, if you kind of look at your numbers, you know your numbers or have somebody that's plugged into it and knows your numbers, um, you can you can have a lot better, substantially better um, tax strategies, you know, slash tax, you know, plan for your company instead of just paying the rack rate on everything. I mean, there's just a lot of little tidbits to look for. So I think a few of the things that that you that we talked about before was, and maybe just to something like a high level overview, what are some of the things that you see that perhaps when you get a new tree service company that maybe they're not doing or doing that makes a big impact on their bottom line? I think really for me, it comes down to planning. You know, we talk about like paying less in taxes and that gets into kind of a psychological component of it too, where, you know, people might get a bigger tax bill at the end of the year. But at the end of the day, you're you're after tax cash flow. Um, are you really paying more in taxes? Or are you just shocked because you got a bigger tax bill? Um, so really, the key is planning it out. And um, there's a great book, uh, a guy named Greg Crabtree. It's called uh, Simple Numbers, Big Profits, something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it's it's really straightforward, good, just business financial discussion. And um, and it his his the kind of takeaway is like your tax bill is your number one KPI. Like if you're not paying taxes, you're either not making money or you're cheating. And like I don't I want my clients to make money and I don't want them to end up in prison. So like I, I totally agree with him in that regard. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I Bold. watch yeah. out for like the the IRS hates this one simple trick is like, you know, run away. But um it just comes down to planning. Like ultimately um, what a lot of like the smaller accounting shops and, you know, if you go to H&R Block and those kind of places do is um, they're going to give you your estimated tax payments based on last year's taxes. And you can pay on that, but it's not going to it's not going to align with what you're doing this year. So the planning aspect comes into play with um, updating your projections quarterly. So you're trying to hit what you actually need to pay in taxes as opposed to what you paid last year. Yeah, completely agree, man. It's like. Um... Every year, a lot of a lot of our clients or people that we speak to every year, they've got this 20, 30, 40, 50 percent growth. Right. So then it's about what are we doing now this year? How do you talk to you? know, you, you need to kind of plan these things out annually. And one of the things I wanted to ask you, too, you know, there's always this big push for end of the year. Hey, we got to get some tax write offs, this and that. So we're coming up on that. Right. We're in December. Heck, it's, December it's equipment 1st. season. Yeah, yeah, it's December 1st <laughs> right now. So I'm thinking, what are some of the things that, um, you know, the tree care companies can start looking at, you know, as far as, uh, you know, getting good write-offs and getting the end of the year equipment and inventory kind of ready for next year? As far as the equipment thing specifically, I mean, I look at it like operationally, like, do you really need, um, especially with replacements, like, um, I think everyone's pretty good at like, deducting that to the common sense level and saying, you know, do I really need a new truck? Uh, mm -hmm. Do I, do I really need a new lift? Um, you know, looking at breakdowns and repair costs. Um, when it comes to new stuff, there's some, you know, calculations to, to keep in mind, like what kind of revenues it's going to bring in. You know, I think grapple saws are kind of like one of the big things we saw. I saw a ton of those at the show. They're so cool. Yeah. yeah. But like you have to really plan out, that that equipment when you're paying that you know 10 grand a month on something like that has to be bringing in a lot of money a lot of revenue it has to be constantly in use so i look at it first from the operational side and then we'll worry about the taxes later 
if you need the equipment, and then it might make sense to squeeze it in before the end of the tax year. And then it might make sense to take the bonus depreciation. It might not, but figure out like, do you actually need the equipment first? Don't just go buy something because you're panicked. You're going to have a big tax bill. Yeah. And the bonus depreciation that you just referred to, that's where you can write off the entire value of that piece. Right. Of right. And year, pretty right? much for, for most businesses in this space, you, you can do that. But if you are a growing company, it also doesn't always make sense to. Yeah, because you can sort of what amortize it out over the next several years and do some yes, appreciation yes. that way. Yeah, gotcha. if you if you're growing and you think you're going to have more profits down the road, most of the time it's going to make sense to kick those tax savings down the road as well. So that's key. So that's one of the things too that uh, you know I kind of wanted to get into just for a second is like you know a lot of people you know they I think I think one of the key things you said there is if you don't really particularly need or have the cash flow for a grapple saw that costs you know whatever they cost a million dollars half a million dollars. If that's not something that's in your budget right now, don't bite off more than you can chew type thing. But I think mm -hmm. some tree companies maybe to get to the point in their business where the demand for their services is just increasing every year and they're getting more and more leads and calls and, and they're passing down or turning down more business than and, and, and a lot of that business is something they, they could have used that saw for that graphics are something that big pieces of equipment. So just make sure you've got those opportunities, I think, on deck or available before you go buy something like that. And I guess the thought process is, is, well, when I buy this, I'll be able to do 30% more work, right? Because I've got this bigger, larger piece of equipment. We're going to be more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I agree, man. I think that, you know, and, and the other thing too, I'm glad that you brought this up too. I have to write these things down or else I'll forget it as we're talking. Um, but new equipment versus old equipment. I think at some point it becomes this big, hairy mess of breaking down and maintenance, right? I guess it's a fine line of like, yeah, this thing because it's paid off and it's free now, but it's not really free. It's costing me money because it's breaking down once a month, twice a month, and it's costing me a lot of maintenance work. So do I go ahead and just replace it with a new piece of equipment? Kind of talk us through like what you look for in that scenario. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it gets into some of the objective, like we can put together numbers if you're if your system set up to track things the way it should. But I mean, there's definitely that subjective headache factor too. like if something's just you know, it gets to the point where your downtime is just causing, you know, cause there's a, there's a like a snowball effect. Like if you can't do a job one day, then you got to squeeze that. You got to cancel, you got to squeeze your cancellations in. And it, uh, the headache effect is huge as well. Yeah. I talk to some of our customers all the time and we, we talk about, we just talk shop here and there. And one of the things was one of the biggies is, is, you know, once they get going and they're in business for six, 10, 15 years, and they've got you know, a steady customer base and they're always busy every year, they do lean towards the newer equipment because they just don't want to have any breakdowns or break in the action or, you know, lost revenue for a week or two because something's not working or something's not, you know, so they're always replacing that equipment to keep the newer equipment. Mm -hmm. um, and so I think that's something to think about. If you're a newer company, you might have to kind of, you know, go through some of those headaches in the beginning because, you know, you can't always just get brand new equipment when you first get started, right? You got to get that cash flow built up so you're comfortable in doing that. Yep, absolutely. So that's some of the things that that Joe would help you with if you're in business and, you know, he's got access to your books, I'm sure, and, and, and looks at all these things, then he can kind of offer consultative services on when to buy new equipment versus keeping old equipment. Um, and little things like that. So that's awesome, Joe. Keep us uh, in the loop too of any, you know, you're always welcome to come back on the podcast anytime you want to, but keep us in the loop of anything that you're seeing 
um, you know, as you're working with tree service clients that you think would be like super beneficial for a tree service company to know about that not everybody would just know about on the top of their head? Um, if you have any tidbits today that you want to share, I don't know if there's anything, you know, one thing maybe you could leave with the audience uh, before we give out your contact information and all that stuff. Like, what would you say? Like, what would be maybe the number one thing they could do to just help their cause, no matter who they're working with today, maybe? Absolutely. Uh, no, I would say it's just uh, really embracing that planning aspect of it and um, being more proactive than reactive when it comes to your financials. Uh you know, avoiding surprises and um, assessing things, analyzing things at a more granular level sometimes than you currently are, than just looking at that bottom line, because that really is what allows you to piece out um, the, the parts of your business that are bringing in money versus maybe, you know, not so effective and even paying for work sometimes. So, you, you know, that's just really uh, staying on top of things and being proactive. I think the key term there is just planning. You know, a lot of people fail to plan for their, their tax strategy and their business strategy for the upcoming years. And right now is a perfect time to do so. So if you're listening to this or watching this, you know, on YouTube, or if you're listening to it on the podcast, reach out to Joe. If you have any questions about your current setup, if you're doing the right thing for your tax and your, your, your planning and your counting and bookkeeping, because again, it doesn't have to be a local person unless you just prefer it to be that way. You know, some people prefer that. Most people, I think, in today's day and age are kind of, you know, swallowing the fact we can do this anywhere in the world, pretty much. It's, it's all virtual. And COVID kind of taught us that, uh, you know, kind of the hard way. I think that everybody had to force to get into this kind of this kind of thing. But but awesome, Joe. Well, thanks so much for sharing kind of, you know, the services you offer, how you do it. And um, are you open to I know you're probably a very busy um, individual, but if, if you're open to people reaching out to you and, um, you know, maybe just getting a conversation started, maybe booking an appointment with you, we can we can give out your contact information and, um, you know, that way people can get in touch with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Anytime. I mean, like I said, I'm, you know, I'm kind of a little newer to the industry, so I'm just looking to anyone. Anyone wants to just chat. Uh, hit me up. That's great. Well, there you go. Free yeah. consultation with Joe. Uh, industry expert, uh, accounting, uh, advising and bookkeeping, uh, virtual CFO, quote unquote, and, and different consultative um, services for your tree service business. So we appreciate Joe, man. Thanks for coming on today and sharing what you do. Yeah, thanks, Wes. Yeah, no thanks, problem. Wes. And in the future, like I was saying before, if you find out any nuggets that you think will be beneficial, we can have you on for another podcast episode. You can just kind of share what that nugget is. I'm sure everybody would get a lot of value out of that. Absolutely. Awesome. Well, guys, we've got more expert interviews coming up this month. So again, if you're on our YouTube channel, like and subscribe to our channel. Uh, we've got lots of them already scheduled for next week and the week after. If you're on the podcast, like and subscribe to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of your favorite podcast player. And until next time, we'll talk to you then. Thanks so much. Thanks.